0: Welcome back into House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. Please take your shoes off at the door. Hang your coat on the coat rack. You can say hi to Willow, my little dog, and the little dog of our fr- of our guest here today, sitting on the couch. The dog's name is Roman, but her name is Isa Ramos. Isa, welcome back to House of Wrestling.
1: I am so happy to be back. I, I, I was telling you off the air. I think I'm your first uh, two time guest, so I'll take the honor. Thank you it's- for acknowledging.
0: It's not a, Well, you're welcome. It's not an. I think I am. You are. You are a first two time guest co host. Whatever it is, the other person that joins me in the house and talks on the couch. Roman. Yeah, that
1: that makes me happy. My dog just got angry about it.
0: Oh yeah, Roman is Roman is here. Roman is is trying to get off of Issa's lap right now, and Eve, Eve,
1: <laughs> we should accomplish.
0: Okay, Roman is gone. We, we might hear Roman every so often here in the background. Um, Hey, before we get into it, I know there's a lot to get into with Issa. She's got a great story to tell here. One great story. Many great stories, but one big one we're going to get to here in just a little bit. But as a reminder, if you're watching us here, Tuesday, Thursday, noon Eastern, first run, live in Technicolor, you are watching us on Premier Streaming Network. I almost said Freddie Prince Jr.'s Premier Streaming Network, but he's only one of the co-owners, right? It's the Premier Streaming Network. Every Tuesday, Thursday, noon Eastern, come over here, sign up for Premiere Plus. You can catch me, all my guests, co-hosts, talking all about the wonderful world of pro wrestling. And then after a a couple hours after it airs here on Premiere, we throw the audio up over on the podcast feed. And, man, we got a busy week here uh, today at House of Wrestling. Uh, We are just getting going here on Tuesday. Uh, And let me see. I got my notes. My phone went away. Uh, Tomorrow on the House of Wrestling podcast feed, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern, I'm going to be dropping my latest House of Wrestling exclusive interview. It's going to be with Rick Bassman. Rick is legendary in the pro wrestling business. He's the guy who uh, found Sting at a at a gym, made him into an international superstar. Uh, he's done that for quite a few wrestlers over the years. Uh, but he was also backstage at WWE Backlash this past weekend, visiting friends, taking in the atmosphere. So today we're going to get a uh, from-the-crowd perspective view from Issa ramos about wwe backlash. she was also on the ground obviously but tomorrow we're going to get a backstage look from our good friend rick bassman and then friday uh you're going to hear the full audio for my inside the ropes ropes exclusive interview with bobby fish on the house of wrestling podcast mm-hmm. feed but that is going to drop in video form with written highlights exclusive highlights to inside the ropes tomorrow it is a uh you know i i've wanted to talk to bobby fish for a while i know he's kind of a controversial character with some people but Roderick Strong is now with AEW everybody wants is talking about the Undisputed Era possibly coming to AEW I thought it was time I had to get Bobby Fish on the line I had to reel him in you know
1: I think I think that's super smart I would do the same thing I mean I have questions I can't wait to hear it
0: oh yeah, that's great very very good Bobby Fish and I don't know if you know he called out CM Punk for a legitimate MMA fight oh I know yeah we get into that too it's a banger it's a slam <laughs> banger it's going to be Bobby Fish. It's going to be on Inside the Ropes tomorrow and then here on the podcast feed on Friday. All right. All of the, the shilling out of the way. We got Isa here. I know what you all want to hear about. WWE backlash in your backyard of Puerto Rico, Isa, You are the belle of the ball here. Um, first of all, uh, what well, you know, we were talking a little before on the air. Uh, how, how was it being media for WWE backlash in Puerto Rico?
1: I mean, obviously, you know, uh, you've done this a lot of times. They take great care of us. Uh, they did the press conference. Now I will tell you, I'll tell you one thing. It was ninety-seven degrees outside for that press conference, and we had to be there at eleven-fifteen, and it started live at noon. So I'll give you an example. Steve Fall left the press conference with sunburns, <laughs> like it was hot. Wow. So shout out to all of them because I don't know if you saw, like, Selena came out in like full outfit. So. Whatever. It was it was very hot. But they did the press conference with the crowd, which I ended up liking. But we didn't get that post-show press conference where we get to ask, you know, one on one questions. And most of the interview opportunities came from the community event that they did. They had priests there. They had uh, Selena Vega. They had Legado. They, well, LWO now. Um, they had Raquel. They had Liv Morgan. So we did get, um, you know, a couple of interview opportunities, but they didn't do full-blown media like they do for like the big four for example
0: okay gotcha all right well it sounds like you still got some good content right i, did. To to I did i got
1: an interview with damien priest he was he was the man of the hour that's what i wanted
0: all right well we'll get it I, we'll talk back here year in just a second because i do want to get your thoughts on the show but where you you teased us all yesterday on social media with this photo of you getting <laughs> matching lwo tattoos with at least Selena Vega. So tell, let's before we get to the show, because I know we all want to hear your thoughts on the show. But tell the story here, Isa. What happens? How do you wind up getting matching LWO tattoos with Selena Vega?
1: I, I um, You know, we got to interview Selena at the WrestleMania junket, and after I got done with my interview with her, I said, "Hey, I'm based in Puerto Rico. Anything you need at all, hit me up. I got you." And, and she listened because she hit me up and she said, hey, do you know of any tattoo artists? I want to get the LWO logo. And when she first messaged me, it was just her. And I'm like, yeah, I'll hook you up. Next thing you know, Legado was in. Next thing you know, Rey Mysterio was in. Next thing you know, we're going to film it for a vlog. And I'm like, okay, so let me find a, a shop that will close for them. I, I have good connections with this tattoo shop. So luckily, they did it after hours. There was nobody there. Um and I, it, this was peer pressure but I love it. I love the tattoo because I got the Puerto Rican version. Um, some of the guys from uh Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro were like, oh, there's so many Mexican versions of the LWO and only one Puerto Rican one. So I was like, fine, I'll get it too so you guys don't talk. You know, because me and Selena got the one with the star and the Puerto Rican flag as they got the Mexican version of it. So, I mean, it was it was an excellent night. There is a video about it on WWE's feed. They, they had their camera crew there. They, they filmed the whole thing. And yeah, Selena, yesterday They tweeted out. She said, hey, this was made possible thanks to you. And I was very grateful that she acknowledged that. I didn't need the acknowledgement, but it was super cool to see.
0: Wow. So are you LWO now for real?
1: I'm honorary LWO. I got the tattoos with them. I mean, come on. What, What cooler story do you have than that? That's amazing, Isa. Is that like yeah. a childhood
0: dream come true? That sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> I mean, I always love LWO. I always love what it represents. So, it was I didn't have to think about it twice. I th- I figured it would be a fun um I always wanted a wrestling related tattoo, and I figured this one has the best backstory that I could tell. Like I got it with literally LWO. Rey Mysterio was there. They, they, they were all there. Like who 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 has that flex? Come on.
0: I'm not a tattoo guy. I have no tattoos, but if I was in that situation, I would be very, very tempted to get that LWO tattoo.
1: Yeah, like, you know, so and and Selena got it in the same spot, different arms. So that was a lot of fun too. We we, we didn't plan on walking out of there with matching tattoos, but we were both laughing and and we were having a lot of fun with it.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And so when did when exactly did this happen? Was this Friday night? Was this before oh God, the it review? was or Sunday It was
1: Friday night after SmackDown. So I had the craziest day Friday because it was also um, her brother's birthday. So we wanted to sing him happy birthday. So I left the community, the, the press conference, to go find a cake, to drop it off at the tattoo shop, to then go change, to go to SmackDown, to then go pick her up and take them all to the tattoo shop. But this, this happened like around 11 p.m. on Friday. And we were at the tattoo shop until like 2 a.m.
0: Wow. And so you're at the tattoo shop till 2 a.m. She has the biggest match of her career, like. Maybe 17 hours later, like less yeah. than 24 hours later. Dude, that's wild. Lisa. I could I, I
1: could I could see a little bit of the nerve setting in us as, as we left the tattoo shop. And now I'm taking her to the hotel to kind of get some rest. And, and I and I, we started talking and I see the 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 weight of what tomorrow holds for her started hitting her at that moment.
0: And it's tough, too, because with tattoos like, you know, going out there. You know, only a couple hours later it's not fully healed yet. You know, I would have thought you guys waited till after the pay-per-view. Honestly. No, no, together. no.
1: The only time that we had and we were gonna get everybody together and, and everybody was able to just be there and do it was gonna be Friday night. So <laughs> yeah, I mean and the LWO guys, I know that Santos and Ray got it in their hand. Like they got it right here. Like it, it's it's they got it in weird spots. And I'm like, they're doing moves over there. They're you know, they're kicking butt with the brand new tattoo. Yeah. Wow. Okay.
0: Well, and so you are LWO, Issa. Why didn't you have Bad Bunny's back? Everybody else seemed to have Bad Bunny's back. The LWO did. Carlito did. Savio Vega did. Where, where were you, Issa, when shit was going down?
1: I I told everybody that I was Switzerland. I have nothing but love for Damien Priest, and, and and I have and I just adore Bad Bunny. I have three Bad Bunny tattoos. I love my guy. But um, I it, I was very torn in this main event. I, I should have been the main event. We'll get into that. I was very torn in this match. But listen, as soon as as soon as Bad Bunny came out, all of my bias, I was like, okay, I love you, Damian Priest, but screw you. I'm here for Bad Bunny. <laughs> so, it was so magical.
0: <laughs> so let's let's talk because you you kind of you threw it out there. You say this this match with Bad Bunny and Priest you think should have main evented the show. One thousand percent. And is it just because like we, I mean watching it on tv i was emotionally exhausted at the end of those 25 yeah. minutes and i'm watching it from my couch i can only imagine the energy you were feeling that in that arena as that match was playing out
1: yeah it was the only time and shout out to the puerto rico crowd because they they kept going right they waited almost 20 years for this they're going to they're going to have fun no matter what I was done after that match. I was like, I got up for the first time and no no disrespect to the trio's match that went on after. But I was like, I need I need a second. I was like, I can't smoke in here. I need a cigarette after that. I can smoke in here. So let me walk it off, you know. Um, yeah, I think I think you should have main it. but I will say there was a lot of parents there with kids that were there to see Bad Buddy. Um a, a few people left after the Bad Buddy match.
0: Yeah, yeah. I here's the thing is I'm 38, so I'm an old man now. Or I'm getting older. I'm definitely older <laughs> than the press pool, most of the press pool. I watched his pay-per-view, and after Bad Bunny, my wife was already asleep. We had kind of Cinco de Mayo. We had like a Cinco de Mayo weekend. Right, right. So she was already asleep by this match. I fell asleep on the couch after this match. I had to watch the trios and the Cody Brock match the next day. That's how it exa- I was just like, whatever, whatever fell asleep, I, was, right?
1: I was there for Cody and Brock. Brock has never been in Puerto Rico or performed in Puerto Rico. You know, I'm a big Brock Lesnar fan, so I was excited for that, and I posted a video, which ended up doing very well on Twitter, of the ovation that Brock got after the show went off the air. Two minutes of people in their feet just giving him an ovation because we never seen him here before. Right. So, so the real wrestling fans stayed, you know, but I can tell you that you can see a few empty shares after that, and there was not a sign of an empty share before Obviously, the Bad Bunny match, and, and some people left. And I don't blame them. A lot of parents were there with their kids. Kids were there to see Bad Bunny. Why not beat the traffic? But I just think going off the air with with that visual of, of Savio, Carlito, LWO, just just hosting Bad Bunny up just would have been so perfect.
0: God. And so, like, Carlito was a big surprise. <sighs> uh, and, 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 you know, you talk about things that are just so specific to a market that people, like, that just make a moment, right? Right. Carlito, obviously, for those that don't know, the son of Carlos Colon, the founder of the WWC, brother our
1: wrestling lord and savior. Yes, yes,
0: the wrestling lord and savior <laughs> of Puerto Rico. He is, he is like if Jesus had a kid, it'd be Carlito, right? He's our the-
1: Ric Flair. Let's let's like be that way, right? The Puerto Rico Ric Flair is Carlos Colon, the one that everybody knows. No matter who you ask, they know who he is. Carlos Colon, right? And so, Carlito. And Carlito! And Carlito, and Carlito
0: is he's still an active competitor at the WWE. Yeah, just right?
1: interview him. He's he's part of a Nuevo Orden. Um they're they're a heel group. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's still competing. He's scheduled to compete at Anniversario, unless unless he gets snatched up before that. Well, the thing is he uh
0: was apparently not at Raw, right? Now but he came out to like a, a monstrous pop, right? The guy looks incredible. Incredible, incredible mm-hmm. right? Like he looks like a main event heavyweight now right very thick you know whatever seems to have his head on straight but Fightful saying this is only a one-off I mean that seems surprising to me considering how good this guy looks feel I mean this guy feels like a star how do you not how do you pick him up after this I don't understand what's going on there
1: I a couple of months ago I just saw him wrestle John Morrison in a WWE event here and he just looked like Ready. I, I said the same thing. I'm like, why? Why are you here? <laughs> you should be performing, you know, and, and I know he's doing a lot of booking in the Indies as well. He's not just working in Puerto Rico. But um, I mean, after that pop, the views that he's doing, I don't know if you saw it was on the millions and millions. I, I wouldn't be mad if WWE tries to persuade him, but I remember him coming back at the Rumble a few years ago. He had a one-off match the next day on Raw and that was it for him. So I'm not sure where he stands with that. But I will tell you one thing, Nick. I'm gonna ask him the next time I see him at the next WWC event. That's yeah, for ple- sure.
0: Please do I talked to him last year after that one-off appearance at the Rumble, and yeah. I remember asking him, like, oh, is there and he just kind of was like, I don't know. Like, he just yeah. kind of showed up and, like, took the payday and was, like, happy to be at Raw the next night. But then they just never followed up. I, I hate to say that it's personal, but it feels like there's something there. It feels I was, weird. I was more it shocked to weird. see
1: Savio, to be honest with you. Oh, really? based, based on things that I heard, I was more shocked to see Savio. What, did, I, what
0: did you hear that made you shocked to see Savio?
1: I, I just heard that, you know, he might not be the most, like, back there. Okay. But... Um, but I do know that Bad Bunny talks about Sabio Vega in his songs a lot. And when he showed up with the candlestick paying homage to Sabio or a few Ross, you know, when he beat up uh Damian Priest with the candlestick, the candlestick had Sabio saying and I was like, Are we gonna see Sabio? When they showed him backstage, I thought that was going to be as far as we went with Savio. So it was still a nice surprise to see him come out all decked out. I was very proud. I had a little boy sitting next to me, and he knew who Savio was. He knew who Carlito was. I was very proud of that because most of the young generation, just they don't know about that stuff, you know? Man, and it is. It's just
0: like they were just pouring gasoline on this thing, right? By was. It was, by the it was time incredible. Bad, by the time Bad Bunny wins, I get why people are like, I'm exhausted. I'm going home. Right. And now, yeah. now that they've made spoiler alert, Cody Brock for night of champions, having it at main event, that show makes kind of even less sense to me. Right. Yeah. Because it wasn't yeah, going to see like, it again. Yeah. You're going to see it again. It wasn't even the
1: culmination
0: of that feud on the show.
1: Right. Yeah. It wasn't even, um, it wasn't
0: even for the title or anything. It was just nothing. Match. Nothing. Yeah.
1: Both of these matches were for nothing. And, and I just, I, I went into the show certain that they were going to main event. And and I and and I know that Bad Bunny always makes it a point to make Puerto Rico a very the focus of everything that he does, every performance, every everything. So I expected surprises. But it was such a feel-good moment. That entrance was I I can't even describe the the goosebumps that I got when he came out. Not just me, everybody in that arena went crazy. And I mean, when they put it in the middle, I'll be honest with you, I said, are they gonna have Bad Bunny lose because I'm like that's the only that was my my first way of thought. I'm like okay if you're not gonna have Bad Bunny win, you don't want to close the show with Bad Bunny losing, right? So that was that was one of the that was one of the things that crossed my mind. I was like the only way that this doesn't make a made is if you're gonna have Bad Bunny lose because you don't want the crowd to be a little uh, uh, afterwards.
0: I, I was kind of hoping Bad Bunny was gonna lose. I mean, Logan Paul did the honors for Seth Rollins at <laughs> WrestleMania. And it just kind of feel, it kind of felt to me like it's time for the celebrities to start paying back, right? Right. Like, he got the wrestlers have gone out of their way to make you these musicians or whoever you are look like pro wrestlers. Maybe pay it back. Time to to get some wrestlers over who have done a great job of making you look so good. We haven't now. Of course, that's not what we saw. We still haven't seen Bad Bunny really put over another talent yet. I wonder right. who that's gonna be. I, I have a feeling there's gonna be a Bad Bunny Roman Reigns match at some point. The Bunny will lose. <laughs>
1: I do. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, about it. I think that in that particular situation, they they booked themselves in a weird yeah. corner because bad Bunny in Puerto Rico. I mean, you heard that crowd. It is special. It is something special. Like there, there's no way to describe it. But um, but yeah, I thought, I I, I thought. That Bad Bunny was going to lose just because they put it in the middle of the show. Because I'm like, how do you not go off the air with the crowd like that, with them hoisting Bad Bunny, the the, the, <laughs> the the flags? Like, it was a perfect way to go off the air. And, I mean, from what I see and hear and the reaction that people are getting, everybody loved the crowd, everybody loved Puerto Rico. So hopefully they come back and we'll see we'll see Bad Bunny maybe do the job to somebody else.
0: I, well, there's rumors, of course, that Backlash could become the go-to post-WrestleMania show with as well as this one... I don't know about forever, but I could definitely see two, three more years where that market stays hot. And one of the things I was thinking about watching Bad Bunny pick up the victory here, I was thinking about Clash at the Castle, where they had that huge crowd, the biggest crowd they've ever done in the UK. Drew McIntyre, like, it was, you could feel the energy about around Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, and everyone said, God, you know. yeah call an audible right like yeah. make this guy make this guy right now and they didn't and they had drew lose at clash of the castle and i remember the hatred like it was like a solid month afterwards where they're like you shit on that market you will never be able to draw in that market again on that level because you didn't give the fans what they want i don't think they wanted that twice i think Correct. they were like they, <laughs> they wanted to come into puerto rico put that flag down and make that a market where they can come back to over and over and over again for years to come. And by putting Bunny over, by creating that moment for young fans, old fans of Puerto Rico, all those people are going to come back because they think, how, are, how is this company going to try to top what we got last time with
1: that Bunny? You know. Well, that's yeah, with, with Drew McIntyre, you had a title involved. A reign that's been going on for too long. You don't want to mess that up here. There was nothing on the line. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, after uh, a couple things coming out of, and we'll talk about Drew here in a second, but after Backlash, a lot of people backstage, high praise for Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. uh, Fightful, or no, PW Insider reporting that following this match, uh, a source they spoke to said that there's no way that internally Damian Priest is not viewed as a top guy, a top player in the company going forward. And one of those things where a loss is not really a loss. Like, it seems like Damian Priest one pretty big here, but the performance that he put on, I don't I don't know if, I mean, obviously he didn't advance to the Knight of Champions World Title Tournament Finals here last night on Raw, but Damian Priest brings uh, a lot of, uh, a, a big breath of fresh air to the main event title picture. I think he is going to be positioned really well uh, after this tournament, if it's Seth Rollins who wins, or I, well, we'll get into the tournament here in a second, but I think he's going to be a really great person for whoever wins this tournament to work with on the other side of it. And now that you've done, and for those that can't see, Issa has been dying for the last minute or so. She, I mean, I don't know if it was water down the wrong pipe. I don't know if she got smacked in the face by the COVID bat in the last 30 seconds, but she is dying right now. coughing. I am dying. I am are you dying. okay? I'm
1: good. I'm good. I'm good.
0: I feel I like think my, so. I, I, I wanted to go up on my soapbox about Damien Priest anyway. So I took this as an opportunity to do that. Issa now appears to be chugging whiskey in an attempt to stave off whatever oh it's a oh sorry it's cold and flu medicine, but whiskey may do
1: the same thing. I don't know if, if I should know. I should have some whiskey. I'm okay. You alright? I caught a horrible cold. I had a hundred and two degree <laughs> fever last night. Yeah. And this is becoming a bad habit. You gave me COVID last summer, Oh great. <laughs> I got sick after WrestleMania. No, I'm sick again. What is happening?
0: All right. Damian Priest, the top player now. Damian
1: Priest it. should be a, a top player. I, yeah. I mean, he's got it. I saw him do all the media here in Puerto Rico. He Man. was absolutely incredible.
0: The thing I like most about Judgment Day right now is that every one of them, except Rhea. Rhea's different. But the, the three guys, they can take, they can eat losses right now, and it does not affect them one iota. I almost feel like in the losses, like you look at, Look, Priest loses, he's more over now than he was. Dominic lost to his dad, arguably more over now than he was before that. Uh, Finn Balor, he can't stop losing. Anytime they need anybody to heat up, they call it, they break the glass, they call it Finn Balor. He puts on, like, he did it with Cody Rhodes here, like, two weeks ago. He did it last night with Seth Rollins. That match with Rollins was incredible. And he lost Oh, it was great, and I loved the buckle bomb on the outside right before commercial. I it, had,
1: I had deja vu, bat flashbacks. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> just,
0: just little things. I loved it. Okay, well, back to Drew here. Um, a lot of people wondering what's going on with Drew McIntyre right now. Uh, the observer saying, "What is that, going on with Drew?" Uh, a lot, a lot of people wondering where's, where's Drew? Let's create some missing posters for Drew McIntyre. So what Trish Stratus is wasting all their time and paper on. The observer say Drew McIntyre leaning toward leaving WWE at the end of his contract. Maybe he could be used as a, one more a, a title world title opponent for somebody. Maybe against Seth Rollins who wins this tournament. Maybe Drew could turn heel, work with Seth. Uh, Fightful uh, reported a while ago, a couple months ago, that Drew's contract doesn't wrap till closer towards the end of the year. So it doesn't look like Drew's just going to pop up at Wembley Stadium for AEW. But it doesn't seem like Drew's creatively fulfilled and. Look, he's done this before. He's left WWE. He's gone to Impact. He's gone on the Indies. He's reinvented himself. He's come back more valuable. This guy knows how these plays work. Uh, I, I mean, after the clash, man, if you're not going to be back in the world title picture, if they're not going to pay you, if you've got enough money, they're not going to give you the big sum of money you want. I don't know. What What do you think happens here with Drew McIntyre?
1: I don't know. I don't know what happens here with Drew McIntyre because. I mean, there are other options outside of AEW, right? But a lot of the people that have left have not really gone on to become bigger stars the way that he did. Can he repeat it? Where will he go and what would they do with him is is my question. Sure. Where if he stays with WWE, I feel like you can make him a top guy at any time with the right storyline.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing, though. It's like, you know, like I, I joked about Finn Balor being used to put over everybody right now. And he's really good at it. And if he's happy and he's working with his friends. Great. But Drew McIntyre is kind of in that same kind of vein right now, where he's a big, imposing guy, world title credibility, but he's not hes not been picking up big, meaningful wins. I mean, he was used in the triple threat at WrestleMania. Yeah, but, yeah, but that of,
1: match was everything. It was incredible.
0: That match was great, but look, maybe Drew doesn't want to have the piss beat out of him to make a dollar, right? Like, that was a very brutal match that he yeah. was involved in there. I just, I think he just, I think he just sees the lay of the land, you know, and look, AEW could be in the, in line for a Big TV rights renewal here in the next three months. I think they're going to get some big money here from Warner Brothers Discovery. And when they have all that money, they're going to need to be able to spend it. They're going to need to be bringing people in that are going to, you know, satisfy the people that gave them all that money. I I think Drew McIntyre on the other side of this, where his contract's coming up, he could be in a position where there's a lot more money on the table for people to be thrown around at him. I think he's playing the game perfectly right now.
1: I mean, he is, but can you blame me for being hesitant about what AEW would do with him based on their track record right now with XWWE stars? Yeah. Well, and you
0: know, one of the I mean, that... I guess
1: I guess a lot of the ones that left weren't at the top the way that Drew was so recently, but even even just Drew's size and and they just it, it's not a big meaty man slapping meat kind of company.
0: No, it's not. The big guys usually get used to heat up the little guys in, in AEW. Craig. But that doesn't mean it has to be the same for Drew. I mean, Drew has something that I don't know that all of the former talent have had, and that is a kind of main event level polish. You know, the guys that have been main eventers in WWE, they they do better, right? Like Chris Jericho, he's doing well in AEW. Brian Danielson, Moxley, they seem to be getting main event level pushes, right? I don't love the elite storyline right now. I think it's got, kind of, I think it. The, it's not the trio's battle I think people want to see. No. But, you know, if you've got clout, if you've been at the top of the card, you know how to talk, you know how you present yourself as a main eventer, those guys seem to be doing doing all right over in, in AEW land at the moment.
1: I do think that Drew does have a big enough fan base to follow him where he goes and, and can be, you know, people will be more cautious of the booking of him. I just, I like him in WWE. I hope he stays.
0: All right, well, um, let's uh, let's wrap up our WWE block here. We've got a couple things, and we'll get back to AEW land. I have another big story here we'll talk about as far as the future of, of Dynamite goes and, and collision. But Seth Rollins, like we said last night, picked up the victory for the Raw side of the WWE World Title Tournament bracket, and he's going to now take on the winner of the SmackDown side of the World Title Tournament bracket. And I would just like to talk about, while I have a moment, how dumb this all is because we just had Triple H two weeks ago come out say, yeah. look, Roman's monopolized both titles. So when he gets drafted, wherever he goes, he'll take the universal title with him. And then on Raw, we will crown a new champion. Great. So why are people on SmackDown competing for this title? It makes no sense. And if they do win – do they have to go over to Raw with is it like an automatic I'm guessing it's an automatic switch right. If they win,
1: right? Right. Yeah. I was I was sitting at the press conference when he literally announced it and I was like, Is the sun beating me too hot? Like I was sitting next to Steve Paul and I'm like, Did he say SmackDown competitors? Like like I was very confused when the announcement was made, but we are getting Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, and Edge, right? Yes, we and, are. We're oh, getting that I mean, on Friday. Come on. Come on, like take my money.
0: (laughs) It's it's looking like a rematch between Rollins and Edge in the desert. They uh went and do you think it's gonna be Edge? I think it'll be Edge. Who do you think it'll be? Styles. You think it'll be Styles? You think it'll be Styles Rollins?
1: Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm not feeling I think I think AJ he's I estate... think
1: be, I think Rollins is winning it no matter what it's just a matter who we put him against
0: well and it seems kind of like an, a given right like they're not gonna yeah. have a Smackdown guy win this I, like, I, I have...
1: thinking he's gonna be Cody or Seth so I'm just paying attention to what's happening on Raw last night because I'm like the, whoever walks out of here tonight it's, it's gonna be the person that wins it He took the piss out of this match
0: there's really nothing there for me <laughs> there's just nothing there's nothing there for me anymore I, I could care less about this turn it's over tournament ended on Monday for me. I think, right. it, I think it'll be Edge just because I think he's got the star power. I think a rematch, him and Rollins know they work well together. They had that banger hell in a cell match in Saudi Arabia about a year ago. I think you can run it back here uh, in a way that's more that's meaningful with gold on the line. AJ, and I did this, by the way, if you would go to the side, I did an editorial looking at all the competitors in this tournament and their odds. I didn't give AJ very good odds on this one. Because he's back in a stable, right? He's back, right. In o- he's back in the O.C. He's got, you know, Gallows oh, and Anderson by his side. I don't know
1: how they handled that return where he came out to the to the club's music. No pop, no nothing. He was going to talk. He gets interrupted by the Viking Raiders. I was like, can you make his return after months any less exciting?
0: And that's the guy you think is going to win this tournament. That's what I'm saying. There's yes, no because way. they're going to
1: lose to Rollins. Whoever this is, is going to lose to Rollins.
0: I think A.J. and the club are destined for, like, I think they're destined for some kind of stable feud. There's I, I want to do a piece on the site looking at all the stables right now because it's been a while since WWE had as many stables as they do I at agree. the moment. And that is that is a Triple H initiative, no doubt. I don't think AJ I don't I don't think he needs to be in the main event picture right now. I think that the what they've proved with Judgment Day and LWO is that these are these are entities that can have these inner stable rivalries. We don't really need to have titles on the line. And I I think there's going to be some kind of faction.
1: I can see AJ um, getting involved with the bloodline. With, that's what i that, Yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. Right. And they I haven't
1: get, ran AJ and Roman since like 2015 when they were complete different characters. So that would be a program I wouldn't mind seeing.
0: That's what I'm saying. Right. I think Edge makes more sense for this world title picture. I think AJ and the club are destined. Yeah. For a feud with the bloodline. Maybe something with Roman Reigns. But I, I don't I don't see. Him. I think I think they just. The Saudis—they love those '90s stars. They love Attitude Era. They want to see Edge, right?
1: Nostalgia, man.
0: They want to see Edge versus Trish Stratus. That's what they want. They want. Is that what they Ad- want? That's what that, thats what MBS wants. That's what that <laughs> man mean, wants. Whatever it's that, want. and he wants to silence journalists. Those are the two things that he wants. Listen, All right. Let's not go there. <laughs> Come on now. Um, this is not the only tournament going on right now. WWE has also announced that they are going to be doing a WWE NXT women's title tournament. And with that, let me see if I can share this here. I'm going to screen share if I can do this correctly. Yep, you got right. this, Nick. I got, I got faith it. in you. Here we go. Screen share. So this right here you can see is the tournament bracket for the NXT women's uh, championship tournament. Of course, uh, Indi Hartwell win the, won the title of Stand and Deliver, then immediately relinquished the title. Odd. Um, and now we have Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton uh roxanne prez jc jane those are the two bracket matches on the left side on the right we got uh, lira valkyria versus kiana james and fallon henley versus cora jade i did an editorial this morning my pick to win it all cora jade for the win i think top heel champion that all the other baby faces that they're trying to get over right now at nxt could chase cora jade for the win i i'm thinking it's going to be her Gigi dolan in the finals uh, after Gigi and JC face off in the semis. How how are you seeing this one play out, Issa?
1: I, I, I'm team Tiffany Stratton. You're picking
0: Tiffany. I don't even have her getting out of the quarter. You think Tiffany Stratton is going to win here? Yeah. Oh, why? What's, why? what's the logic here, Issa? I'm about it. I just like her. I think oh. she's great. Okay, great. There's the logic everywhere. She's got oh, Isa likes her. That's the pick. I hey, look, that's I, it. That's I, it. It's my pick. Okay. <laughs> I would traditionally go with, I think Tiffany Stratton, Roxanne Perez on the left side of the back here. Very strong picks. But the, mm-hmm. Dolan and Jane in brackets right next to each other. That WWE loves doing those little, like, kind of the quasi blow off to a feud or another layer in the feud within a tournament. I see so what you're saying. I, I think it's going to be Gigi JC in the semis. I, I think Tiffany and Roxanne. I they're they're way look probably the better match honestly it's Tiffany versus Roxanne maybe the better match but I think you're gonna get Jcgg in the semis.
1: Yeah, I mean I can see it. I I am okay with your pick. Cora Jade has grown on me, especially as a heel. I think her heel character is really really good. I think she's doing amazing work. I wouldn't mind seeing her get a title run right now.
0: Yeah, either. I i I'm I'm thinking it's the generation of Jade. She hasn't had the NXT Women's Championship yet. She had the tag titles with Roxanne Perez, and again. I just think there's a lot of baby faces that are looking for a dancing partner in NXT Mm -hmm. right now. And Cora Jade is the top heel could do a lot to bring out those babies in NXT. And i look at the right side of this bracket. No offense to Lyra, Kiana or Fallon. They are not on Cora Jade's level. They're like the left side of the bracket. Very compelling to me. The right side. It's like, it's going to be Cora Jade. I I don't know how. As soon
1: as I saw the picture, I thought exactly what you said. I was like, why does this side look like it's guaranteed Cora Jade? Where the other side, I feel like I have an argument for every single one of these women to make yeah. it to the end. I was like, this is very literally left-sided. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, anyway, you go check. We added up on the at Wrestling House Twitter account if you want to go check out the graphics there. Check out the bracket. Make your own picks. But they're, they just want to talk about that a little bit. I thought it was interesting. All right. Lastly, here in the WWE block, man, I'm so happy. One of my favorite tag teams from the 90s, from the 2000s, I guess. Yeah, 2003, I think, is when they started. Uh, no, they started before that. Anyway, whatever. Headbangers in wwe the headbangers are back they've signed nostalgia contracts Mosh and thrasher uh this means they'll be getting new t-shirts new action figures potential matches returns occasional appearances in wwe how do you feel about the headbangers signing nostalgia contracts
1: of course i feel i'm excited about it i love the nostalgia uh especially the 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 merch that they've been coming out for some of the people with the legend contracts they have better merch than their current stars So I'm super excited for them. I wonder if there's a couple of matches left in them because the tag team division could use some reviving right now.
0: Yeah, agreed. And uh, I, you know, it's interesting because everybody loves Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. But, mm-hmm. and I wondered if I'd have had a chance to ask them a question at WrestleMania. My question to them was going to be how do you like, as, as, you know, obviously you love the tag team division, but the big knock is when they just take two singles wrestlers and make them a tag team. So, as much as I love you guys, As tag team wrestlers, is putting the titles on you, did that kind of in a way kill the division for a moment? Because I feel like we're getting a lot more Kevin O and Sami Zayn's like singles matches or storyline progressions. And and the focus is not really on them defending those tag team titles, unless it's against the Usos, but nobody else. Like, I don't feel like they're ingrained in the tag team division, and I don't really feel like the tag team division has champions at the moment. And if we're going to strip Roman of one of his belts, why can't we break these up? Where's the effing logic there? Come on, people. I don't right?
1: understand. I was thinking the exact same thing. Why are the team um, belts still like they're carrying around two belts? It doesn't make any sense.
0: Doesn't make any sense at all. So anyway, maybe the headbangers will come back. Maybe maybe now that they're under nostalgia contracts, we get one more run with the headbangers at the titles. Um, that all would right, be a got... fun
1: feud. That would be a fun feud, actually. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Headbangers.
0: Honestly, I love it. Yes, yeah. I'm for. It. I am <laughs> pro. I am pro that. Yes, I think that's great. All right, into our AEW block. we got about 10 minutes left here, and this will certainly fill that time. The Wrestling Observer reported this past Friday that CM Punk and The Elite are going to appear on both Dynamite and Collision. But since they have not resolved their personal issues, they will not be booked for each other's shows when the other is booked. So Dynamite will feature CM Punk when The Elite aren't there. Collision will feature The Elite when CM Punk is not there. Rampage, and this is something, by the way, we talked about in the show last week. I've been talking about this for a while. This, I don't know if this, this is not new news, at least to me and the listeners. But Rampage is going to tape on Wednesdays uh, with Dynamite. Ring of Honor is going to tape on Saturdays with Collision. At least that's the working plan as of now. And this brand split between Dynamite and Collision that we've been hearing about that was going to be hard, but then it was soft. But now it's hard, but I guess it's soft again. Because we're not going to see two distinctly different rosters, it sounds like, between Dynamite and Collision. Maybe a a bit of separation, obviously, but one separation we're not going to see is with the women of AEW. Now, I almost brought this up earlier, but I wanted to get through the WWE block. You mentioned how none of the women right now, especially former WWE women, have really successfully made an impact in AEW. It appears internally that is the same perception because the women's division will float between both Collision and Dynamite because internally they're not viewed as having enough star power to necessitate a brand split where you could have a dynamite women's division and a collision women's division. I don't really agree with that, by the way, for what it's worth.
1: Uh, I'm with you on that. I don't agree with that. And you have two women's champions, technically speaking. So, I mean, I I just never been a fan of the women's division in AEW. And every once in a while, they'll do something that will capture my attention and then they just completely drop the ball on it again.
0: The problem with the women's division in AEW is there is zero storytelling like submit exactly. the, the men and and look i don't even think men's storytelling in aw is like particularly strong especially at the moment hopefully while hope we'll <laughs> washington could fix that but i mean there is zero nada thought put into women's storyline progressions i do think you have the women uh, enough women to and, and you can sign yeah. a couple women to flush out a collision of dynamite roster you just got to be able to write for women, and that is not seemingly. Yeah, a I don't. I don't point.
1: understand how you have somebody that looks like Jade Cargill, and you haven't made her a huge star yet.
0: Well, but the thing with Jade is, it's like the simplest of story. Like, oh, she's Goldberg; she wins all the time. Her story is that she wins all the time. Okay, got it. We can run that for a while, right? Yeah, the Outcasts.
1: You also so don't of, book her against anybody. That I mean, up until *Tie of Valkyrie*, I wasn't invested in anything.
0: Taya is still part of that company, is she not? Yeah. Okay. She just,
1: sure. she just wrestled uh Jay Cargill.
0: Okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that's who she's been. She's been with Jade since she date. I mean, it is. It's it's a little bit of a black void there for women when they mm. come to AEW. A- AEW's The Outcast, by the way, I like that trio. I wish they had something to do. I wish they had like a uh hot baby. F- They're kind of working with Britt, I know, and Adam Cole. But- well,
1: yeah, but you have Britt on Wednesday come out and make the save for Adam Cole, and then she came out and made the save for, for her girl group thing, and I'm like, what is Britt Baker? Everybody's, like, superhero right now. Like, why is she making the save for everybody? It's very confusing.
0: Very confusing. All right, well, as much as I did wanted to get up on my soapbox about this women's division note, let's call out the elephant in the room. This is completely unsustainable between the elite and CM Punk. I, oh. I you know... I, I I cannot see this being tenable, right? Oh, I can't be there if he's gonna be there. If he like you're if you don't resolve these issues, at some point when these people are like within proximity or friends of theirs are in proximity, because it does seem like people are drawing lines in the sand backstage. Mm-hmm. Somebody there's gonna be there's gonna be more issues, right? And I, I guess we're we're past the event horizon here where Tony Khan could have put his arms around this thing and tried to get everybody to sit down and, and do do good. So I don't I don't know where this goes. The only thing I could think right now, Punk comes back, establishes himself, seems to be working with a clear head, seems to be trying to bury hatchets, seems to be trying to repair his image right now, seems to be wanting to do good work. So he's probably gonna come back and do a great job. And I think the elite right now are shook. I think they're not thinking straight. I think they think that they are doing, I think that they think that they are crafting a narrative that is much stronger than in reality it is. I don't think anybody's buying into their all access. We're the victims of something that we can't talk about storyline. I think everybody kind of rolls their eyes at that, right? I think that they were successfully working a, a narrative where punk was the bad guy that was the issue here in all this through the sheets, through things that were being said right, by right. and Wade Keller. But then punk came in and he just showed himself to be a decent dude who people like and willing to bury the hatchet and just murdered that narrative. Right. Yeah. I think that punk has put the elite in a situation now where they have to make a move to bury the hatchet and they don't want to do that. I, I, I know everybody thinks I'm not, well,
1: where is the leadership here? At some point, somebody has to like, pretend to be the boss and, and make them bury the hatchet.
0: They're, but that's the thing. Is I guess, you know, Jericho and Punk got together. Everybody thinks they're going to work together. I'm still not sold on that. I'm not
1: sold it... on it either. I, I love you, Nick. We think we think alike a lot. I'm not I... sold on that at all. <laughs> Punk hates
0: Jericho. Like, I, I, I think that if, you, if you're trying to make good with Punk, get back in the grid.
1: Put him in a field that's going to go like rainbows and butterflies and flowers and no negativity, and I feel like that's not it... how Jericho will go.
0: If they sat down and they said, Punk, you can either work with Chris or you can go sit at home until your contract's over. Those are your two options. And Punk said, fine, I'll do the feud with Chris. And then he got on a plane and he went backstage to WWE. That's the only thing I could think of that would say, this this feud with Chris is happening because then Punk lashed out and went to WWE. Now, if the feud between Chris isn't happening and Punk just went there to Bury the hatchet with Miz and Hunter. More power to him. But I can, I, I would think that if they told him you have to do business with Chris, that the WWE thing was a reaction to that. And so I'm very interested to see how that plays out because I don't think Punk, I don't think he he wants to work with Chris at all. And I just,
1: I just think it will put CM Punk in something that would that you know is gonna go well. That the person likes him and they're just gonna go out there and wrestle at least for his first few back while we. Well, we see a... while we see how everything functions backstage, et cetera, right? Let's just put him against someone that's more than happy to work with him and he's happy to work with them. That's put the way with...
0: that – Yeah, put him with Max. Put him with MJF.
1: Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's the story we were telling before everything went wrong. He was supposed to – that's where we were going. And exactly. this four-pillar storyline is not working. I don't care what anybody wants to say. It, oh. it sucks.
0: Yeah, and I know that Max has a lot more creative say than he used to backstage. I think he's booking this. Man, man.
1: Bad. Uh, I love bad, Nick. I'm sorry
0: I, I, I'm a fan of of Max I like MJF I think that he is high on his own fucking product right now pardon my French I think that you gotta you gotta he you gotta I don't know you gotta put a governor on this guy right I, I think there's a lot of good intention there he still comes across like a top indie heel to me he doesn't come across as like a main event heel right. champion to me so I don't know a lot of a lot of working through to go through with AEW the next three months are going to be very telling
1: because they Very have exciting. a lot of pay-per-views to sell. You have double or nothing. You have all in, you have all out, uh Forbidden Door. I mean, this is this is AEW's busy time of the year. They need to be telling better stories than this.
0: Well, and as all this is circulating, uh Darby Allen went on TMC Sports and he announced that next <laughs> year he's gonna climb Mountain. I saw that. Oh my Possib- god. Possibly die. <laughs> I'm sure Tony Tony Khan, if look, if you're gonna do it, I'm sure Tony Khan is gonna make sure you got the best Sherpa, get the best protection.
1: Listen, I do a show um, about pop culture news, right? Every Tuesday, actually, on Know Your News, she plugged. And I get I get on TMC every morning on Tuesday to, like, find news to talk about, right? Pop culture news. And I see Darby Allen talking about Mount Everest on there. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So I actually saw that story that you're talking about this morning. It threw me off.
0: Yeah. Well, best of luck to him. Uh, my, my wife's sister is big in his sister and my soon to be brother in law um, are big into the, the hiking and mountain climbing. And it's very taxing. It takes a lot of prep. And, yeah.
1: I'd rather just drink.
0: Yeah. Uh, give alcohol. me a beer. Give me a beer and a bowl. That's what I want.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's okay.
0: I smoke some weed on the couch. All right. Hey. <laughs> um, great show here today with Isa. Um, you'll be back. First two time co host. She'll be back. Um, we're gonna have a we're gonna have our first time co-host here on Thursday uh, I will be reuniting my very good friend roll tide Conrad Thompson is going to be in the house there are a couple things I have here I think I made some notes about stuff I needed I was like you need to make sure to bring these up to Conrad oh yeah Dorian Roldan or rolled rolled is it rolled in or rolled on Dorian
1: you're asking the wrong question How to pronounce something like you have an accent Nick I'm gonna give you wrong information
0: Wonderful. Well, I have an accent too. I'm from Texas and it makes everything I sound, uh, everything I say that's even remotely Latin, uh, kind of offensive. Um, So, uh, Dorian Roldan uh, said to a business to business podcast he'd spoken with Conrad about running Mania Weekend. So, there's a story there. And of course, uh, Fightful had a recent story out about how WWE interested in bringing a huge premium live event to Australia. Of course, Conrad's going to be running Australia here later this year, so a lot to talk to you about Conrad on thir- uh, Conrad with on Thursday. Uh, Issa, what do you want to plug, promote, put over here to wrap up the show today?
1: Uh, people can find me at NYC Diva across all socials. I just hit twenty thousand subscribers on YouTube, so thank you very much. And you guys can find me on Wrestling Inc. and Usha Libre Online.
0: Wonderful. Um, and, yes, uh, come back here. Uh, Premier Streaming Network, Thursday, noon Eastern. Find me and Conrad. Hit up the House of Wrestling podcast channel for all of our audio, including my exclusive interview with Rick Bassman tomorrow morning. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for coming into House of Wrestling. You can grab your shoes, get your coat on the way out. Say goodbye to Willow and Roman. What adorable-looking dogs. Uh, you guys uh, are great, and you are always welcome back anytime.